Vad jag Jag menar hur ni tingar det är in the worst Hello, hello everyone. I'd like to welcome everyone to my weekly podcast. Um, hope everyone is staying safe during coronavirus times. And uh, we're doing our 11th album review. We took a indefinite break. <laughs> um, this review was actually supposed to come out last year. Can you believe it? supposed to come out last year but uh we're still gonna finish we're actually finishing the show this is the last episode of the podcast and um yeah and i hope you guys got to listen to the last podcast which was the rosalia el mar el mar el mal querer <laughs> album review um and today we are back with another video podcast um and uh apologies for the lateness like i said it's gonna be awesome i have a guest again the guest you probably have seen her before on the um daniel caesar uh album review um nomonde jelly the 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 music lover um involved in quite a few things with music and um and quite a fan of the artist that we're reviewing today eh? i think i i i I sort of forgot she's a fan, but then, you know, when I started, you know, listening to her, I was like, no, she's, no wonder it's quite a, she loves, gor- she keeps talking about gorillas all the time. <laughs> so I was like, okay, so I'm listening to this album and yeah, so yeah, so I already name dropped the artist, the artist is gorillas and the album is humans. Um, we sort of reviewing the deluxe edition, a very interesting album multi grammy nominated um did quite well commercially uh, many consider this album to be the album that like people said gorillas came back because i think some people thought they were, they were i don't know they sort of lost themselves a little bit i think i'm i don't follow gorillas as much as no one does i think she will probably have a better answer but um yeah it's a really exciting album so firstly what i want to ask you is uh, how much of a fan are you of gorillas and what do you think is the current state of gorillas music so first of all i really had no idea that this was the last episode and i'm really excited because yay me i feel so special <laughs> um i feel so special to be doing this oh my gosh what a pleasant surprise i mean it's a little bittersweet um that this is the last episode but yeah. how fun um I love the gorillas, um, but it's it's strange how, like there are some people, or some artists rather, whose discography, like I completely immerse myself in. Mm-hmm. Um, with gorillas, I didn't really do that. Like I listened to them a lot as a child, and I think that that's why I love them so much. And should a song come up, I try not to overindulge because I kind of feel like it's a sacred special thing to me if that makes sense um but I've always felt like their music is amazing and that's why I think this 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 review might it might go the same way the last one did because of how I felt about Daniel Caesar and how I feel about Daniel Caesar um it's very difficult to be objective 
it's really very difficult to be objective you you grow up with something like it it's yeah it's very tough to be like you know these people have fallen off for some people they're able to but i i I don't i don't feel like that (laughs) but how much do you still listen to their music like quite often i do yeah like their new songs i think i actually need to let go of going between humans and demon days because that's what i'm oscillating between because the first album i ever had like the cd was demon days i asked my parents for demon days and i don't i think it's because on mtv i saw the music video for feel good inc and i was like what the hell i love this so much and so i asked my parents for that for christmas it was that and it was viva la vida by coldplay um those are the first two cds i ever received as a child so everything in between that humans and after humans i need to properly get into <laughs> so you haven't heard like uh what's that plastic beach and plastic beach what's what's and the most recent thing song machine yeah no. song machines and all that mm. not not a single song or just not the album so i listened to plastic beach and i i don't know at the time, I think it's because I wasn't entirely or completely focused on what I was listening to. I didn't quite enjoy it, um, <laughs> and I don't want to have I don't want to have that kind of attitude about something that I grew up with. So, I think that was that was that was a very very long time ago. So now that you know I'm big and everything, I think I'm I'm ready to get back into it. Well, I didn't know I didn't know like you actually saw them like that way, like where it's like. It's like a childhood, like, uh, heroes in a way, you know? People that got you to, I think that maybe probably got you to listen to more music in a way, you know? Because it's like your first album. And also more alternative music because I I, I found it so interesting that I had never, until I was, you know, an adult, seen what Damon Albarn looked like. And I had no interest because there was there's there's an entire world that they're created around or that exists the gorilla's universe and that was it was so fantastic for me and it still really is <laughs> no but it was quite it, it is quite amazing i think we sort of on that that same era when like you know gorillas they came with like you know i think as a young person what really draws you in is like the whole animation aspect of of the band it's like it's like an animated band and they like singing songs and then and then feel good came out and then like just changed everything and they became like huge and then people started going back to their older songs like clint eastwood and uh what's that 19200 like 2000 or something and then yeah but like my my personal opinion on the gorillas is like i'm also a bit like you but funny enough um i think you're gonna get quite sensitive on this review you might get quite quite offended and hurt (laughs) this is gonna be quite a um i also love gorillas i like i won't say i love them i like them quite a bit um i actually sort of like plastic beach in a way and funny enough i liked plastic beach more than demon days i don't know why i didn't like demon days i don't know like i just struggle it's an album that i struggle to to listen to much and yeah i think i think although it has some really good songs like you know like feel good and then that other one um i forgot i always forget the name i think it's firecracker or something the one where the music video is like on the desert 
Um, it's in Demon Days, right? The one. Uh, I, have to, I have to check it. What's the name of the song? But yeah, if I remember, I'll, I'll I'll tell you. But yeah, like, there's quite a few like very popular songs on that on that album that were really good. But then in terms of their new songs, because I do follow their new music quite a bit. I I first I personally feel like maybe after this album they sort of maybe they went too experimental and they're trying to do too many things that like and they sort of lost the core audience they gained in um uh in demon days so maybe that's why you also don't listen much to their new new stuff because you know because like demon days that that was like where they grabbed everything everyone by the core by the neck you know but then the music sort of fell off a little bit but i think with this album there's quite a few interesting stuff that i'll have to say about this album and yeah it's gonna be quiet and i, I can really see you getting quite emotional about this. <laughs> i'm just I'm, you know actually i'm so excited to hear what you have to say yeah no it's but no but this album is interesting definitely i can just to not like you know sort of spoil everything before the podcast begins but this is interesting and it's, it's not what i expected it to be definitely not what i expected it to be so yeah so yeah but yeah we're gonna head straight to the review this is quite a long album probably the longest album i've ever reviewed maybe that i've even ever heard because <laughs> this is like the deluxe edition where there's like 26 songs even the normal version has like 20 songs so it's quite a lengthy album um but it's gonna be fun but it's not an album that uh, i would say um feels very long um mm. Definitely. feels like it really, really goes by quickly. Yeah, I think it goes it goes by quite quickly. So it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be awesome. So yeah, let's head straight to the to the music. Okay, so the first songs um, in the that we're gonna be reviewing, I'm not gonna go in completely in chrono- chronological order. I'm just gonna sort of group songs based on like. Um, the sound and what they're about and, and and everything and just common themes that the songs have. And the first song is going to be in chrono- chronological order, which is the intro. I switch my robot off and then it's Ascension, um, a song featuring Vic Mensa. And um, it sort of starts, the way the album starts is sort of in a way the um, that whole, because they're very robotic-ish. Uh, and like very very into technology and robots and like animation and all that and all that stuff and it sort of sets the tone that it's it's about robots and then in ascension it sort of sets the tone that the album's going to be quite political quite a few political songs and then and i'm actually quite a quite a big fan of that song that song is like it's now it's a song that gets me really excited about the album um and and then yeah and i just love the energy of it and like how he attacks it and how the political message is just so like out there and like loud and 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 you know and, and he says quite a few deep things vic mensa on on, on the song and, and uh, i mean vince staples vince staples i'll just mix these two guys eh vic mensa vince staples and and it there's those three guys it's like vic mensa vince staples and stacy what's his name from the internet stacy something um steve lacy steve lacy i always i always think they're the same people 
for some weird reason but yeah vince staples verse is like really dope and then like if you check on on moment 207 I'm just playing, baby, this the land of the free Where you can get a Glock and a grand for the cheap Where you can live your dreams long as you don't look like me Be a puppet don't string hanging from a fucking tree This sort of like dope musical moment on that song Where like, you know, the energy is just like super high And like this sort of this loud like scream after the, the, the sort of verse And... Yeah, I mean, it's a really, really dope song, and yeah, the message is dope, production is dope, beautiful, like, choir sounds, message and everything, and just a brilliant collaboration. What what do you think of, like, the way the album starts on your part? So, I feel like this is the kind of music that plays when you are about to take your trip to the space station that we're all moving to, because the earth is burning around us and <laughs> wow, such a deep analogy <laughs> so the world is just collapsing um it's on fire but they're still trying to get you you know into like a good vibe but they're also like introducing you to a change that's going to take place so where we're going there are robots things are far more, far more apocalyptic and dystopian you know then what what is existing here um it's all rough and rugged and and you know not soft but built up it's very it's very hard and tough but they still want you to dance and and, and you know get get into it and i i really like how the entire album actually like from start to finish really sounds like a robot is making the thing. It doesn't sound like it sounds mechanical, but it doesn't sound unnatural or like awful to listen to or scratchy or mm. mad techno or anything like that. But what do you mean? What do you mean by a robot? Makes this <laughs> That's quite interesting. It sounds, it sounds very... So, like, picture like a post-apocalyptic world, sort of like Mad Max. Oh, okay, okay. But Mad Max with robots. So, like, I robot meets Mad Max. Okay. And the robots make our music, but they're not like the vengeful robots in I Robot. <laughs> you know, they don't. They're, they're not. They're not evil robots. Yeah, they're not evil robots. So, like, all about vibes and all that kind of stuff. Oh, okay, I get it. I get it. <laughs> no, but yeah, but it it ties down to the album quite well because also like the, the I think the album plays a lot on like humanity, robots, or technology, and politics. It's like mm. like assessing our humanity and like um, how we interact with like technology in a way. So it plays with that a lot. What was really interesting for me to find out is that. Um, Damon spoke to Pusha T about how he wanted to kind of make an album that like signifies the end of the world because Donald Trump was going to start his presidency. Um, and not to say that they made this album for or about Donald Trump, 
but that kind of like signified the end. And I think that's why I enjoy this album so much now because I'm like, whoa, literally things are burning around us. Everywhere we look. Like there's no, there's no certainty and it kind of feels like we're entering a dystopia right now. Um, so this album is slightly comforting because it feels like the soundtrack to a dystopia or, or apocalypse. I know that sounds very dark. No, but it's true. It's, it's actually quite true because it's like, it's, it's, it's it is it is like it was very involved with like the donald trump stuff and like because it was made around the time when he was getting elected and stuff and like everyone thought like that was the worst thing ever and so they 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 thought the world would end basically because obviously america sort of almost rules the world in a way so everyone was like scared and then i think you're saying it quite right like everyone felt like it's an apocalypse it's the end and i think that album i think that's what he tried to damien tried to do with this album is just make it feel like you know end of the world but also talk about things that are happening yes and then yeah and make it that way because that like that even ties down well to the next like three songs that i'm gonna that are sort of that are like songs that i would say are a little bit more hip-hop influenced hip-hop like the alternative and hip-hop sort of influence maybe that almost feel good vibe that has that alternative edge but then there's also a lot of hip-hop elements which are the songs like um satin bars featuring popcorn carnival featuring uh anthony hamilton although anthony hamilton's an r&b singer but it has like this hip-hop like uh, instrumental in like the back like throughout the song although he's singing and then let me out which is the song that you just mentioned mentioned right now um featuring mavis staples and pusha t is like an all-out political song and like and the apprentice don't forget the apprentice and the apprentice the apprentice, the apprentice i'll mention a bit later because i think because it's like the deluxe edition song but like like the apprentice also has has all the elements that these three songs have it's like it's, it has that hip-hop edge with alternative but it also is very political Mm. they're very political because i notice all these songs are quite political in in their message maybe sets and bars is a little bit less because it's like brings in a lot of like you know reggae influences and like yeah but it's like but certain bars like i really love that song i think and i think that's one of the big things i love about this album is just the features the features are just so like i think i think maybe that's my issue with the new gorilla's music i think the feature he hasn't nailed the features that well anymore but they used to nail them like all the time huh really yeah the features are like so much better than everything else no i'm saying yeah that's what i'm saying like in this album he nailed like i think like almost every feature is like good there's never like a, a like a dull feature where like the artist sort of made deteriorate the song although i do feel that pusha t's verse could have been better or maybe he could have been more like especially if you're a fan of pusha t like he could have been more like are you a fan of pusha t yeah i'm not not a fan of pusha t's i like the date was daytona or is the song Day- called daytona daytona is the album no yeah right right <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so push. I like Pusha T when he's like aggressive and like he's a bit like you know almost like a little crazy in a way. 
And I think here he sort of held it back a little bit. Maybe it's because he was trying to focus a bit more on the message and trying to, you know, be a little bit more political. But but yeah, but I think the features were great. Like like having Popcorn and Anthony Hamilton in a hip hop beat is just like a crazy feature. And the political message and yeah, and it was really dope. So what what do you think of the songs? And and also I have another question. And knowing you're a gorilla fan, right? What type of gorilla? Because they they especially on this album, like it's a collage of different gorilla styles. Like what type of gorilla sound are you? A bigger fan of like like giving example of different songs that you've heard maybe not from this album but from other albums so what i like and what i can you know you could wake me up at three in the morning and tell me to sing demon days from top to bottom from start to finish and i would be able to because i've listened to that album so much in my life um i i really respect how experimental they are. I love that about musicians when they don't always do the same thing. That's what makes it very difficult for me when people um, recommend I listen to a musician. And, you know, I go through their discography and like the stuff kind of sounds the same. It's very difficult for me to enjoy that thing because I really like versatility. In um, I also really appreciate collaboration. So what I like about Gorillaz is that, or Damon Albarn, um, is that he he won't put someone on a song and make them not who they are if that makes sense so they still maintain their essence and there's a sound that's built around that and the story that's told from that um and when you do something like a concept album which they've done which i think a lot more artists should do um, shameless plug. I worked with an artist recently who did something like that, um, and it's a storybook album. It's um, inspired by fairy tales. So mm. really, when you you and, and the sound also is so funky and different and all that kind of stuff. I think doing a concept album or also collaborating with so many people who have different sounds is the versatility. So I I. I again because i'm unable to be objective i really can't fault them for what this album sounds like um and i i really appreciate the common threads that they have um when they do that an album can be great like made in Lagos, but sometimes things are just great because the sound songs are great and they have really nothing to do with anything but this has something to do with something and it blows my mind um saturn's bars I like the fact that um, I'm listening to a black man in space, right? And this is not a black man who is rapping in a Caribbean accent, but is not from the Caribbean. Where's he from? Is he, isn't he from the Caribbean? He's from Jamaica. Oh, but right. what I'm saying is that it's not like he put Drake on a song and made Drake do the thingamajig. You know, like it's that that thing. I'm still, yeah, it's Mm. still allowing people the the freedom to express their essence and who they really are, and to build a sound around that. It's such a grimy. (laughs) (laughs) I really need to. I really need to use my words properly. (laughs) Um, 
I kind of also outside of the space aspect or element, if you close your eyes and listen to Saturn's bars, you can imagine yourself in like an underground basement club or something um, full of smoke <laughs> and like ambient red light kind of a thing and maybe it's a place that you're not supposed to be at and i like that it invokes that kind of thing maybe only in me no it does it does mm. it's very it's very it's a very like yeah it's very like it's almost post-apocalyptic in a way you know it's like it's like you know war zone or like sort of like you know it's like a collage of sounds mm. underground club trying to smuggle bottled water it is the soundtrack of the thing. I love it. It's sinister, yeah. slightly sinister. Yeah, no, it's very, it's very, it's very, it's very, it's very, yeah, it's very, it's very cool. It's probably one of my favorites as well. But like, what? But back to that question. Like, what? What version? What about like? Um, what version of gorillas do you like? Do you like more the like, or do you like, or do you like just listen and then like? You don't really have a criteria in a way. You just listen and say, I like this or I like that. I think that's what I'm I'm starting to, what I want to do actually, because understanding how they make their music, um, it's very important to factor in the, you know, the, the fact that they might not have one solid sound. Mm -hmm. And if you come expecting you know something to sound like an artist's previous work you might really be disappointed like how muramasa what's the first album that he did the one with asap rocky and um probably. muramasa yeah and then when he did um raw i think it's called raw collage or something um the sound is completely different like Hetronada with 99.9 .9, and with um, the new thing in the jig, it's it, like things can't always sound the same. So if we expect musicians to always make the same thing, we're really going to be disappointed. Bringing it back home, a lot of people when AKA released Bovamania, it's called Bovamania, last, last year, they had issues with the fact that he didn't sound how he did. And one thing that he brought up, I hate that I'm talking about that man, is the fact that <laughs> He, he couldn't be expected to release something that sounded like levels because he was 24 or 25 when he put out levels. So artists grow, they're exposed yeah. to different things. They also have the freedom to do whatever they want to do. And we can't now box them in and say, oh, you've always made the sound, continue making the sound. They, they have artistic license. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I think, I think what's, what's important in a way, I think it's... Um, I think the perfect example of this that I can think of is always Jay-Z because Jay-Z is like he's very smart and methodical in that way where he's like he makes music for his core audience right so it's the same the same audience that listened to his music to his first album like his I think it's Blueprint right Blueprint album his first album is, he makes music for those same people right now and I think the mistake that a lot of artists make is like it's like you said right they want like AK is like thirty something now, but they want him to make music the way it sounded when he was twenty four. <laughs> you know, for a different audience, for the audience at his age, twenty four, but now he's thirty, and he can't, and he he probably won't be able to cater to the twenty four year old the way a twenty four year old will be able to cater to 
his demographic right so i think and i think that's why a lot of artists fail in a way because they try they think because i was successful especially pop stars like i was successful with that sound right like just think like, like i'll just give michael jackson i know you quite very michael jackson but i was successful with that sound right and then now i'm like 20 30 years older but I'm, I'm still trying to make music for that sound for people at that age in that period those people are now those people that heard that song at that time are now like 50 they're not gonna want to listen to stuff like that anymore exactly. like they're gonna want your music to evolve and i think it's very tough for music to evolve and it's very very tough because because you don't know because the record labels tell you to make stuff that sells to because young people are the people that listen to music the most so it's a very it's a very complicated thing and i think when you if you can get the audience right yeah 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 sorry mm. you i'm saying you've got to be very audacious audacious and say you know what regardless of what people say we're going to try and do this thing it feels yeah. right we want to work on a different sound regardless of what people might say mm. let's do this shit anyway yeah you just trust your instincts yeah yeah, you trust your instincts. And the world is so big and so vast. There are going to be people who love that shit. Yeah. You might true, not true. like it. I'm, I'm definitely going to talk my crap about the things that I don't like. But let me get someone who really loves your stuff. <laughs> that was true. It's true. Yeah. I think it's, if it's honest, there will definitely be people who like it. Mm. Definitely. And now the next two songs that I'm going to jump to actually sticks to that point, to those points that we just made right now. Which is a uh, strobe light, featuring Evan Everett, and Andromeda featuring DRAM. So that's how you pronounce the name DRAM, DRAM or something. I think DRAM. DRAM, right? <laughs> they go by Shirley. Sorry. I think they call themselves Shirley. Shirley now. Shirley. Like Shall DRAM. We? DRAM is. No, but DRAM is like one dude. Yeah. Um. He is now called Shirley. Is that what he calls himself now? I think so. Yeah. Because I think that's that's his like his birth name, right? Hmm. Goes oh, by yeah, Shirley yeah. now. Oh, he goes by Shirley. Oh, okay, okay. Yes. Yeah, I'm actually not quite familiar with his music. Eh? I'm, I'm, I, don't, I don't even know if it's hip hop or if it's like alternative or what he is. But like, but I just see some of his songs. Yeah, I think he sings and raps, right? He's like a singer and rapper. And in Andromeda, he was like mostly singing <laughs> and like hitting those really high notes, <laughs> high pitched notes. And That's yeah, something it's... I find very interesting with with um, a lot of rappers who sing. I never expect them to sing as beautifully as they do. I'm shocked every time. Like, <laughs> It's two different talents. Right? It's two completely different talents. Like to sing is one thing, to rap is like completely. And if you can do both, wow! Then like, hey, you know. And if you can do both of them well, then hey, you're bound to blow. You're bound to blow. And I think this song, these two songs, they like a bit similar in sound, a little bit. Um. Um. Yeah, but. Uh, but I don't know what what would you classify these two songs as, and like what 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 would you link the sound to, and do you think you can put them together, like Andromeda and, and Strobe Light? 
You know, strobe light sounds like it sounds like a light switching on. <laughs> like it, it's such a fast song. It's yeah. so quick, literally tying in with the the whole space theme um, of the album. It, it literally, I pair it to a light picture. It's such a fast, high energy song, um, and a specific lyric that I I can't remember. Um, Aren't you mixing up the song? Is it high? It's, it's not fast. Is it fast? <laughs> yeah, it is fast. But to me, it sounds it sounds fast. It's not like as like as ascension. I think ascension sounds a little. No, ascension got that. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's a stro- <laughs> strobe light is is. <laughs> um, it uh, there's a lyric that I I can't. Remember now, God damn it! But it sounds—I don't know. These songs don't sound like the rest of the album. And there's also another song I don't want to mention. I want to save it for later. Um, but they—they they have this thing where gorillas—they're able to like tie in all of the themes, yeah. and then the songs that don't sound as like heavy or dark or evil. Um, still works so well. Um, yeah, and with yeah. with Andromeda, Andromeda is actually a sad song. Yeah, it's quite a sad song. Huh? Yeah, it's a very very sad song, but it's it's so beautiful but, as well. Yeah, it doesn't sound like that. No, no not at all. And mm. Strobe Light, and Strobe Light, he's singing about how fast people are living, I think, and how people are not grounded. Yeah. And I don't want to like grasp at straws because that's what I do for a living. But maybe <laughs> with speaking about strobe lights and how fast things go, uh, um, I don't know. We 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 could think of you know how fast paced life is and and all of that kind of stuff. Um, uh, now it's important to slow down sometimes and be aware of like. Being the moment, you know, mm-hmm. and take it easy and everything. It's um, yeah, obsidian, obsidian. Mm-hmm. Ah, I forgot my obsidian reference now. But the the rock that's made from lava, yeah. like hardened from heat. I know that from listening to the song. It's gone now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but yeah, but you're right. I think I think both songs feel similar in that way. Like. Strobe light feels like it's about being everything's moving too quickly, but like trying to slow down and like appreciate the moments. And then Andromeda almost also feels like that same way, even if like you don't listen too much to the lyrics, but it feels like that, like being aware of the moments and things that are happening now. And 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 yeah, and and it's like my only criticism though. This is how this is my first criticism this album like firstly i didn't like how it sort of transitioned from ascension based on the track listing right we sort of going out of order but like on the listing of the album sort of goes to ascension where it's like high energy yeah and then it drops like a lot i i I felt it dropped i know you say it's fast but i felt but like it dropped and then the sound changed a lot it's like it changed quite a quite a lot. It almost felt like a a different album in a way. 
and I and I think I didn't I didn't like that too much because I like it's just, yeah I think if you liked if you liked Ascension and you're not a diehard fan right and you go to, to Strobe Light it's like uh, like okay what is he doing now <laughs> so I didn't I didn't like that transition too much and I think that's my that's my general criticism about this album maybe maybe it's because there's too many songs and the song sort of like it's like a really dope song. This is a song that's like, mm, it's a dope song. It's like, mm, it's, dope, it's dope, dope, dope. It's like, mm, it's <laughs> so it sort of goes like that. But like, Andromeda is like, I did like Andromeda. Andromeda was quite cool. Um, it it felt a lot like a song from Plastic Beach though. It felt a lot like like that very, because Plastic Beach they tried being very like, electro eighties you know, almost like like if you remember like Stylo. I kind of get the same vibe from Strobe Light though. Like from the entire yeah, album, it sounds very like pop techish kind yeah. of thing that they're trying to do. That they managed to do, not trying to do. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. But this Andromeda song was so sad because it's very nostalgic. You know how when we're speaking about what were we talking about last time? Daniel Caesar and how, you know, some of his songs are so upbeat. You don't actually listen to the lyrics. You don't actually go into the lyrics. But yeah. it's sad. It's a very sad song. Um, yeah. So I, I don't, I don't, I personally, guys, this is very, very difficult for me. <laughs> I actually should have prepared myself, like my, my objectivism or my, your critique side. <laughs> my critiques I haven't like been hardcore because you are right about the fact that the sound changes so much in the thing and I think mm. because I'm open to you know all those changes for some people when they want to listen to an album they prefer this you know a straight line you yeah, know for yeah. things to to move in an interesting direction not to go too high and then you know go all the way down um no, but that's why like concept sorry sorry to cut you that's why like concept albums work so well because it's like it's one unified idea even if the sound changes but like the idea is always there like it's it's sort of following a narrative in a way exactly so yeah 100 percent. so yeah and then the next the next two songs or three songs i'm just gonna name the yeah, the interludes, I don't really have much to say. I don't know if you want to say something about it. It's like a bunch of interludes. Where it's like, you know, like I don't, I didn't get them. <laughs> but like, there's a lot of... I like, think that they're necessary considering how long the album is. Yeah, just to give a breather. Something, yeah, if there's something that's not a song, but it still mm-hmm. sounds, um, still keeps the theme going, that, you know, it, it, it's, it's uniformity. Yeah. Also for people who have short attention spans <laughs> to wake them up, <laughs> but yeah. But then this, the, the the other songs like um are moments featuring De La Soul, which is like a big collaborator for them, and uh, submission featuring Danny Brown and Kelela. I think that's how you pronounce her name, Kelela. Yeah, and these songs are very they very interesting to me, um, and I think they similar in a way. Um, and I feel like they're similar in the way where, like, where I think 
this is what I I I'll say I like about gorillas some t- a lot of times is where they sort of um have like a they have a serious message but then they present it in a very playful almost like <laughs> even if, if you could even say childlike way right you could even say childlike way like especially those songs from like demon days that have like where they'll have like they'll be talking about something serious but like playing with like a high pitch super high pitch voice or like a kid's voice um but with those like cool like alternative sounds and like even in moments right moments is basically it's a hella political song because you know especially like in the it doesn't feel political until like sort of that ending moment where you know um in like 235 way they talk about like the the Ku Clown clan right moments i'm talking about the Ku Clown clan Ku Clown clan i'm talking about the Ku Clown no it's not Ku Clown it's Ku Clown clan uh, uh. It, it, but it's basically a play on like the Ku Klux Klan and like and sort of back again Donald Trump I think right Donald Trump and like you know and how you know you sort of and I'll, I'll say maybe it means like how you're missing these moments of like the Ku, like they, they're calling themselves Ku Klan Klan but like they're probably the Ku Klux Klan <laughs> but like you may be missing these moments and the dangers of like you know because you're presenting things in a, such a playful way you don't see that and then also even in in, in submission right uh submission in uh danny brown's vo- verse right where he sort of sings with this really high pitch voice where he's rapping actually which i love i love you i love i love that song just in general and like because and danny brown's talking about like serious mental health issues it's like um that he does speak a, a lot about on his platforms and stuff but like in a really playful way and like and also just like that and i just have to say i thought kelela was little dragon your favorite artist <laughs> she sounds exactly like her yeah when i heard submission i also like i i wanted to go through the album without looking at the features and i really thought that she sounded like um you, you kid me right I really, really thought that that's who that was. And I don't listen to a lot of Kalela. I've tried. I don't enjoy her music. You've tried. Okay. okay. Yeah, no, I have tried. <laughs> I have tried. I've um, never tried. <laughs> but I, I think that the, the like, I don't know, her her sound or how she sounds is very similar to Little Dragon, yeah. Very, very similar. These dudes have... <sighs> They've kind of hit the nail on the head with delivering really important messages with sounds that are not going to make people miserable. Um, you know, music really has power to do that. I think you know this from filmmaking that sound or music can really alter how people receive a scene. So if there's no music, if there's no background sound and it's just people talking and performance going over, there's nothing that's going to mess with people's emotions. I forgot what that's called. The little 
bit of drama studies that I took in university. Um, so you're kind of making people feel good with, you know, the things that they're singing and they don't think about these things. And the last time I mentioned um, how, um, what is that song? I always all the other kids with the pumped, pumped up kids. Yeah, yeah, uh, foster, foster the kids. Foster, mm-hmm. Yeah, foster the people mm-hmm. is so upbeat, but it's a song about something very, very serious and something yeah. very serious that happens outside where, unfortunately, you know, yeah. kids are shooting schools and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like, oh my God, there's a song by UB40 as well. I'm so ashamed that I can't think of the title right now. Um, boys and girls come out to play the junkmans on the streets day to make sure something something something. It's like it's a song about drugs basically, but it's so upbeat. You have no idea that they're addressing a very serious issue, and mm. I I really think that they 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 got that right with these as well. That worked worked really well. Eh? Worked really really well. And then I think and another question I want to ask you is like. Um, you you i can definitely see like you're very alternative taste like the fact that you've you know who kalela is <laughs> and i had no idea who kalela is <laughs> and i think i didn't know who like 90 percent of this artist in this album were like <laughs> even danny brown i knew who he was but i didn't know i didn't i knew i, I heard one song with him um with asap rocky but I've never heard anything else by him before. Um, but like, so I want to ask you, like, because because he he in the features, like we said, the features are just he nailed it on the head. Almost every feature in the song. Um, how many of these featured artists did you know, like, uh, on the album, like their music? In so Vince Staples, Popcorn, De La Soul, Danny Brown, Kalela, Grace Jones, Dram, Anthony Hamilton, Pusha T. Grace Jones, wow. <laughs> <laughs> um Rag and Bone Man. Um Rag and Ray Bone Black. Man. Yeah. So you knew them before listening to the album or before Um Kylo Kish and Carly Simon. Okay. Wow, you knew almost everyone. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I think you save for like four people. Oh. Maybe that's also this is like a heightened experience because i'm already familiar yeah because you know this artist yeah so i think with you it's like it's a bit more special you're like wow because i think even because a lot of these guys are very indie and uh and i think and and gorilla sort of they sort of they sort of they're very smart in a way because they dwell in the indie space but also very commercial in a way they sort of navigate between both now they're more indie in their new music but like you know in the demon days time and even on this album they sort of in the middle right and like you know and i think and what's cool about this album is like how they let you discover this sort of unknown people who are really talented right or really talented like but like you know someone like me who doesn't really who probably only knew i probably only knew like five artists (laughs) i probably knew if i named them i probably only knew um uh, obviously, De La Soul, Vince Staples, Popcorn, Anthony Hamilton. Uh, I've heard of Mabel Staples, but I don't even know how he sounds. I've just heard his name. Uh, but uh, I'm not really familiar with his music. Uh, Pusha T. Um, 
yeah and 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 uh, i think that's it <laughs> i don't know anyone else and kaliuchi's yeah i don't know anyone you else like no she's quite cool she's quite cool i think she did quite well on the on the album yeah i sort of discovered her recent not recent not quite a while back I'm a bit on and off with her sometimes i listen to her and like go off and come back but yeah but like i probably knew like 40% of the artists so like I don't know who Rag and Bone was, Zebra Cats, Ray Black, and <laughs> Oh, Ray Black is good. Yeah, Grace Jones. Yeah. Yeah, I had no idea who these people were, eh? but yeah, but it's but it's quite dope that he gets so many. Yeah, but the features on this album is really probably the biggest highlight. Eh? Mm. Biggest highlight. And then the next uh, two songs, right? I'll I'll call this songs. In my eyes. A little bit more experimental right maybe a gorillas that i'm not too familiar with and it's songs like um charger with grace jones <laughs> featuring grace jones and uh sex murder party with jamie principal and zebra cats right who'd you say you said you like zebra cats or, or black what's his name ray black oh you said ray black oh not zebra yeah yeah, and these songs are. Yeah, I, <laughs> I want to be honest. I didn't like them much. I didn't like the songs. But <laughs> it's that thing, you know. It's gonna be like that in this review. It's like I like these two songs, but then these two songs I don't like. I like these two, but this, you know. Yeah, and I felt it's quite. It was quite. Uh, I loved Grace Jones' voice. She has like that sort of vintage, like almost, if you could say, seventy soul voice in a way. Very deep very like deep voice and then it's like and having her in the song made the song sound very different and gave it more life and i think i sort of liked her moments more but then the song in general that guitar annoyed me <laughs> i didn't like that that too much and uh and sex murder party was just um yeah it was just i just i just didn't feel it eh? i just didn't feel it um maybe i didn't get the message well enough um although it, it, the, the name does make it a little bit obvious but I, i'm i'm trying to look beyond the surface like like it's just about having sex murder and parties or is it just like <laughs> is like killers who like to have sex and murders or i don't know yeah what what do you think of these two songs yeah Oh, I hope that this is a safe space. I feel like if someone were to do something very filthy to me, I'd love for these songs to play while those things are taking place. Those two songs. Those two songs. Yeah. Like they... I mean, like right now, obviously it's Corona times and everything, so I can't even find myself in a place that has like a pole. But I'd love to learn pole dancing to these songs, to you know, hang upside down or like be handcuffed. Even, 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 even what's it? What's that something? Even charger. Is yeah, like hang me upside down with handcuffs and whip me, but like in space. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> it's like everything's in space right <laughs> everything is in space like they they still sound very 
grungy, dare I say it. Um, I, I, oh, I love Charger so much. You love it, Rob. Yeah, I do. Oh, but is it because you're a fan of Grace Jones or is it you just love No, because literally because of how it sounds, because I didn't know that it was Grace Jones. I listened to this album with my eyes closed. Um, and with some of the people like I was able to hear, so Ray Black I was able to pick up, um, Anthony Hamilton I was able to pick up, Lynn Staples I was able to pick up, Pusha T obviously, Rag and Bone Man. But then with this song, when I listened to it, I literally had no idea who was on the song. And then when I saw it, I was like, ooh, yes. Um, it's... Ari, this is so difficult for me because again, I'm going to say that these songs are so necessary. Um, and they really would be great for something that's very similar to Mad Max. Mm. Like that post-apocalyptic fighting for resources, but we're still sexy. <laughs> still doing some bad shit. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I, 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 I like them. But Sex Murder Party is very moody. Mm. It, 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 and I can give that, and that's, that's exactly what I was about to say. Like, it, it, it's a very intense song. They're both very, very intense songs. And I can understand why some people would look at the title and be like, mm, mm, mm. it can make people uncomfortable. These sounds, especially, can make people uncomfortable. They, yeah, they're yeah. very like cyberpunk. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, it is, it is very like sci-fi is very like uh, yes cinematic in a way as well you know cinematic in a way i think um because because charger feels a lot like a almost like a cyberpunk scene but like a scene that like people are about to get killed but like in a sexy way <laughs> where they mentioned like she kept saying I'm, i am a ghost and like all those and just the way grace jones voice sounds it sounds quite haunting in a way yes and like you know and, and dark and even sex murder party sounds like very dark and like you know like the people in a very dark place and grossly inappropriate very what grossly inappropriate <laughs> yeah i think they, they're very polarizing songs yeah they're very songs that like you know like you said it can drive some people off. like yeah, this might be a little too much for me you know um, mm. But I think that was the purpose. That was like the objective, you know. These two songs. All right. So the next two songs um, uh, are songs that I would say are quite, quite sad. You know, sad songs. One a bit more sad than the other. But the first one is "Busted in Blue," um, and the other one is "Hallelujah Money" featuring. Benjamin Clementine, Clementine. Um, I like two songs. Like I've, like you already know with me. I I love sad songs. <laughs> Busted in Blues probably the saddest song in the album. Just in terms of like you know, um, just the, the way it sounds and even what he talks about and the way he says it, you know. And I think this is sort of. Busted in Blue sort of um, it's about how sad he is about 
technology and the internet and how people how technology sort of um, although it helps us a lot it can ruin us right and yeah it, and it's sort of and it's sort of connected in a way to the whole cyberpunk theme or the, the apocalyptic thing it's like we have all this but this is sort of ruining us this technology is sort of ruining us and and yeah and i really like i really like um yeah i really like the sad song man. <laughs> and then also hallelujah money you don't connect the, to them no i absolutely despise sad songs i think that's why i enjoy songs like um like andromeda that are like high energy or like high vibe but are about sad things i i, I don't know i don't like the melancholy and the misery that comes with the sad song that sounds sad <laughs> oh you don't like that <laughs> oh, no okay. i don't like double sadness like then it's too depressive yeah maybe that's to my sadness <laughs> <laughs> no i get it i get it i get it no because this song is it, they can change your mood quite a lot you know it's like it's it's a, it's a song it's hard for you to be happy and like listen to this and not feel and not go like from here to here you know yeah but like with me i'm, I'm a bit weird in that way because I, I embrace sadness you know sometimes because <laughs> you know it's like and i think with humans it's like that you know sometimes you're happy sometimes you're sad and like because i think if you can appreciate every emotion then then the highs can be higher i think because you've you've sort of acknowledged that you're sad instead of trying to lie to yourself that you're not (laughs) and then and then when you when real happiness comes you're like wow this feels so much better than what happened previously so yeah and then mm. <laughs> <laughs> and then hallelujah money is like uh, is a very like it's very political and it's a, it's a song i like quite like i love the sound of it like just how especially the feature the the this this little this guy what's his name benjamin clementine like his voice is just so amazing it's like and it's like it's like this opera operatic sound like opera and it's like very deep and yeah and like just the political message of it because this one is like really like you know it's, it's although it's saying hallelujah money but it's more like money's destroying us and like Again, Donald Trump, where he mentions building walls and pulling the lyrics up here. Don't worry, my friend. If this be the end, then so shall it be. Until we say so, nothing will move. Ah, don't worry. It's not against our morals. It's legally tender tender like literally being money yeah. um touch my friend while the whole world and the whole beast of nations desire power that's terrifying because that's exactly what is going on on earth this is like yeah, yeah. constant desire and production of money mm. um and everything being driven by capitalism um it's very unsanitary it's pure evil um and it's what 
what people think will improve the world is actually crippling it. Yeah, yeah. But people praise it, and I think that goes with the title as well, like "Hallelujah, money." Yeah, no, people praise it, and, and like, and I think Busted and Boost the same thing. Hey, they think technology is improving, but it's like it, it's things that they can help, but they can also cripple if you don't focus on the right things with it or you don't base things too much on it like you don't live too much based on money and, and, and power and all those things it can take away sort of your humanity right and i think and and this song is sort of that that the the, the the name of the album like right the evaluation of humans analyzing human behavior in a way and yeah and it's just yeah, I love I love these two songs. I love these songs. Do you have anything else to add, or should we jump to the next one? We can jump if because if I get into how I feel about sad songs, well, we're not gonna end. So let's <laughs> jump. Let's go. Let's move. Well, we should talk about this one day, hey? We should. Wow. We should yeah. if, you, if you do another season, you should put me on. Yeah, we'll we'll just do like a maybe I'll choose like a really sad album. <laughs> I think the saddest album that I can think is probably, but you're not a fan, right? Probably Trilogy by The Weeknd. Or maybe like that that third album from the, I think it's Echoes of Silence. Yeah, that one's just pure sadness. <laughs> huh? It's not going to fly with me, but I'll try <laughs> it. I'm open. Like I said, I'm open. Open. I can try. I can try it over a month. I can listen to one album over a month, a song a day. That's no, a song every few days. I can do that. Wow, really? <laughs> is it is it that heavy for you? Like having to yes. <laughs> wow. Okay. Now that's just now I'm gonna plan it. Hopefully season two. But yeah. So the next song is "She's My Color" featuring Kali Uchis much more happy vibes here um uh very dig the song quite a lot dig the song quite a lot great melody um and the features man the features on this album is just like i don't know eh? just so good eh? you're just so good and yeah and i i feel like the song is sort of almost like sex murder party right sex murder party almost feels like it's a song about this dangerous woman right sort of taking you to this sort of dark place and like she's my color sort of about like this woman who sort of she's my color but like she's like sort of my bonnie and clyde like she influences me to do all these bad things that maybe i want to do but i don't have the courage to do <laughs> almost like a, a femme fatale <laughs> a femme fatale vibe yeah, what do you and I don't want to objectify her, but putting Kali, which is on the song, it's kind of a sexy thing. She's a very beautiful, sexy woman. Also, how she sounds is really, it's not, it's alluring. Yeah, yeah. I think it's alluring. That's how I feel about her music in general. I like the song. She's very, yeah, she's very, she's not, she's sexy, but she's not too explicitly sexy, but yeah it's and her it's voice is like she's seductive. sensual yeah yes. sensual yeah i mean the word sensual yeah sensual. yeah not sexual but sensual mm. i think sexual would be more like 
Who is sexual? Who's an artist is sexual? Female. Yeah, you wouldn't say it because you're a feminist. <laughs> <laughs> Who? Mm-hmm. <laughs> who is that? No, no, no. Like, who's an artist who's like sexual? Oh, like completely. Um, Maybe Nicki Minaj even. No, uh, Megan, Megan the Stallion. Yeah, Megan the Stallion, perfect. And Cardi, Cardi's. Even Cardi, yeah, Cardi, yeah, Cardi. A lot of like the female rappers these days are very like you know. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> I don't want to say the lyrics, but like you know. Yeah, because when WAP came out, that was like a huge, like you know, that was like wow. That was like. <laughs> I, I would love to hear like what what was the reaction in like SA because like to the more English speaking audience. Cause here here you don't really get too much of those reactions because like. Because obviously people here speak Portuguese. So. Yeah. I don't even know what the lyrics are about. Just just vibing to it. We should de- We should actually let's do a bonus episode where we deconstruct web. Really web? Wow. <laughs> Is it that deep, huh? This is quite deep. <laughs> wow, it's that deep. <laughs> but yeah, and then the next two songs is like, um, or the next song, um, uh, is the last song after, after the, 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 the normal version of the album, right? Not the deluxe version, which is We Got The Power featuring Jenny Beth who's a French artist, French musician. And yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you go first. But what do you think of the, the way the 20-track the, the, the 20 version of the album ends? <laughs> Not the 26. It's incomplete. It feels, you feel, it feels incomplete if it ends here. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm going to express it right now. For everyone to hear, for you to hear. I think the deluxe version is better. Wow, really? Yeah. Okay. There, sometimes, you know how Fall For You, so Jamie Foxx and Drake both did Fall For You, and the song oh. was so short and you felt like you wanted it. The, the yeah. album ending with that song just kind of felt like, yeah, where's the rest, you know? And oh, then yeah, when yeah. you discover that there's a Max version, then <laughs> they're like, yes, there's more. Because maybe yeah, they yeah. also thought to themselves, you know what, we made so much, mm-hmm. let's slap on a few more. And and they did that. And I'm happy that they did that. Yeah. I think with some artists, yeah, they do that. I think with that, with Fall, with, uh, was, I forgot that album. That That's the album's name, right? Fall for you. Or is it the song? Oh, your type. Hope for your type. Oh, it's a song. Hope for your type. Yeah, I remember. I I did hear about that before. before like where people felt like yeah, they needed more, and like the deluxe version sort of added what that extra thing. I think that that is smart, like marketing. You know, right? Like leaving a song that like, gives you a, a taste. For me personally, I think we're done. Huh? <laughs> we're not done. You think we're done, but we're not. For me, though, weirdly enough, because I first heard, I didn't just hear, but I was hearing it like a lot, the album. So I heard the whole thing, right? And then I heard the, the just the album version. And then again, the deluxe version. Again, the deluxe version, right? And then 
I felt I feel like it is good though when an album feels like it shouldn't end yet or like like you like shit has it ended already because the good thing about that is like it makes you want to listen to it again right you're like like shit has ended okay let me listen to it again and then you're like okay let me listen to it again but when it when it's when it's stretched out too long or too much you sort of want it to end (laughs) you're like hey when's this thing gonna end so it's a very so it's a so it's a very fine balance like where um yeah like on this album we're gonna say it a bit later if it worked for you you obviously you already said if it did i'm gonna say it a bit later if it worked or not (laughs) the deluxe version but yeah but i think this track this track was quite quite dope it was quite a dope track i love the feature and it sort of and it sort of ties down the album in a way right where it's like it's a lot of this doom and gloom hallelujah money songs and busted in blue and all the songs about problems but like stuff but in this part this song sort of brings it back in the human level tells us like no we are humans we have the power to change things right we have the power to to overcome all these obstacles from tick of technology of politics of all over the world and like we as if we come together we can make the change that needs to happen and i think it it sort of gives you although some songs give you that bitter taste of like ah, this is like doom and gloom and like but it tells you it gives you that message of hope like no things can things will can get better if we work together and i think that's a perfect way to end the album and it's like and for me it should have ended <laughs> for me it would have been perfect yeah. if, if they didn't continue with the deluxe version it would have been good but i think when you know how the rest of the album is or how the deluxe version continues you you're kind of like yeah this, this didn't have to stop if it had though yeah. i mean i would have been like i you know but the fact that i know you know kind of <laughs> makes it <laughs> it's a, yeah, yeah. so it's sometimes it's good to listen to the just the album and then the deluxe right because when you know it's like you know like this there's, there's some other songs that are coming that like to yeah and we're gonna jump straight to those other songs and that song is like probably one of my favorite songs of the album as well which is uh the apprentice featuring rag and bone zebra cats and ray black man this song is so good yo the song is just like and i was i was angry i was like you should have put that on the album version but it makes sense like it's like you said right like you 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 sort of want to keep listening to it and then like they were quite smart in the track listing because it's like it's sort of uh, we got the power and then there's um the interlude and then it's it's the apprentice right so it tells you that like okay you might think the album's over and it's going to be bad but then we're going to hit you with a really dope song that's going to make you want to listen to the rest of the the, the deluxe edition and and yeah and just the features on the song is just so 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 good like Rag and Bone is, is amazing. <laughs> His voice is just... Yeah? What do you want to say? <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Have you ever heard... So you asked whether Strobe Light and Andromeda can be like put together. Yeah. They're on the same album though. But have you ever 
listen to albums or songs from different albums that kind of mirror each other from different albums yeah like and completely different artists um i think i have i think i have but but it's hard but i think i have but like do you mean like in is it in a good way or in a bad way no in a bad in a no in a good way i say in a bad in a good way (laughs) or in a good way yeah in a good so i was listening to in preparation for this i was listening um like two in the morning the other day and after that after listening to this i was like no man this song sounds like a song that's about the same thing but a lot more serious and that is a few words for the firing squad by run the jewels they're 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 almost like oh god let me try and find it let me try and listen to it i've never heard of it yeah you, you really really should a few words the firing squad i see but you say they all sound like the same song almost or similar they sound similar in in what they're about not about the actual sound because a few words the the firing squad is a very sad and intense song but it's it's like it's kind of song that you would put at the end of you know you know how in the joker when all of the jokers are in the town yeah and joaquin phoenix is going out of the thing with jake uh the taxi yeah. whatever or the vehicle R- that song a few words for the firing yeah. squad matches mm. a scene like that the very final scene where all of the chaos everything yes yes um mm. and although the apprentice isn't a, a, a it doesn't sound like that Mm. It, it could be paired so well. I don't, I don't know how to explain it properly. They, they really, they're like yeah. fraternal twins. Yeah, yeah. I'm listening to a bit of the song right now. Mm. It does have that like sort of post-apocalyptic and almost um, like very, very like cinematic as well, and like very like like a hectic type thing about politics yeah and injustices and like and 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 yeah and i think for movies it works quite well especially for scenes like that where it's a bunch of group of people and and yeah and and yeah it does sound uh, it is but then I, i don't see a lot of similarities but i think maybe no but no i do i do actually funny enough i do i think Rag and Bones verse maybe is a little bit, um, but obviously I have to listen to to the Randy Jewel song a little bit more in depth. But I think Rag and Bones verse is a bit more because his voice is very like um, soulful, right? Very like soulful. Um, but then when we get to like uh, what's his name? I think is Zebra uh, Cats. Zebra Cats. Zebra Cats. Yeah, Zebra Cats uh, verse. I think it's the final verse of the song. Um, that's that's when we get that uh, that sort of run the jewels type type. For me, right? Like, like obviously, I haven't heard your the the the, the run the jewels song that well. But like, almost that post-apocalyptic, like talking about injustices and 
where he goes like new black king new york dream motherfuckers everything and things i'm saying the world dark your new black dream it feels like you know it feels very like like you know like chaos is happening all over the place and like like chaos is suing all around suing around us and like you sort of talking about all these injustice it's like almost like a a protest song right where you like protesting um about your rights and then like you're in the middle of a protest and you start like telling that to the middle of the crowd and it's like and it's it gets very atmospheric especially at like i think also ray black's part because I, I i struggle to identify who was ray black in the song um, so ray black it starts why you mad at me tell me i was born to quit i was checking gold i was checking gold mm. i think he's sort of the second verse yeah it is yeah let me just yeah raybacks because like yeah because i had no idea who he was eh? <laughs> it's a she oh is it a she mm. oh i know who she is i know who she is she's like the the second yeah the the, the chick who sings the, the the second verse like um yes oh, okay 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 i sort of mixed up a little bit why are you mad at me yeah she's also very she, she's quite similar to to what's his name um rag and bone very soulful very like you know and then but then i get that part of the apocalypse especially when zebra cats because the instrument also changes we get those, yes. those like synth sounds of and isn't that so nice in a song when a song changes yeah yeah like the transitions that take place transitions yeah yeah we spoke about that yeah to different songs we spoke about that yeah 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 no but it worked and, and especially good when it works like so well like here it works really well it's like first it gives you funky and like you know talking about politics but like funky sound but then it changes to like dark like almost gangster rap <laughs> is it gangster rap almost like gangster rap in a way but then but you still love it right because i think you know they just figured out a way to tie things together and yeah man it's just you know what it also kind of sounds like um oh god what is that song by pusha t from daytona probably right mm, is it from daytona I think I think I know what song you're talking about, but like I also America, you need a miracle beyond spiritual. Is there any problems? It's just old ways. Just another nigga day. Sunshine with Jill Scott. Oh okay. Yeah, well, like also like a very sad, heavy laden song, but also yeah. about injustice. And then when Zebra Cats puts in that verse, it's also kind of the same. Oh, is Zebra? I've never heard that song before, actually. Is, is Zebra Cats also on the song? Same vibe. Uh-huh. No, no, no. I'm just making reference to... Oh, the, the, oh, the way he comes in, right? Oh. That's one. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, Joe Scott gives you that sort of soulful vibe that, like, you know, Rag and Bones gives you. And then... Yes. Pusha T gives you that Zebra Cats sort of spirit. Yes. Yeah, now the song is quite... I'll say the song is outstanding. <laughs> This is a really dope song. Outstanding, isn't it? No, it's really good. Oh, and also one more interesting thing. 
they they reference the title again to Donald Trump Donald because Trump's he shows show. The Apprentice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, and I think it just talks about how his his like little sort of reality TV and like this reality TV star guys sort of going to ruin the world, right? It's going to ruin everything, you know. You know, and like how he especially like Zebra Cat's verse is so good, eh? Cuz like I think he gets really deep on like the political like 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 i'm just gonna play it and then like i'm gonna cite it but on the video i'm gonna play it but it's like yo new black king new york dream tell these motherfuckers everything i'm saying my world's darker than the young black dream of the first black prince of a new white king right so the first black prince of a new white king first black prince being uh obama who was like the first black president and now we have a new white king which is like again um donald trump who you know like the white walker yeah like a white walker like, to wreak havoc to wreak havoc you know it's like the, the he was a prince now the king came back because like you know black people are, are princes because we don't get that throne right F- for long right actually and then like and here comes white supremacy just waltzing into the yeah, white, yeah white supremacy just comes and then that's like i just want to play have it my way make a bunch of rules and tell them obey they can with me yeah yeah oj first name government know him i slay lay so so, so it's yeah, like, like make, make a bunch, bunch of rules make a lot of like bad political decisions which seems to which we seems to be doing, doing again, again right but <laughs> all, all like crazy, crazy things seem to be happening, happening. And, and then yeah and it was sort of just destroying everything, everything. and it's like yeah, yeah. so, so the song is just really good message sound and everything 10 out of 10 10 out of 10 song 10 out of 10, 10, out of 10. is that our favorite song of the of the album mm-hmm or should we get should we wait should we wait until the end no, we're gonna wait wait until the end yeah the end we're gonna get to so now that we're heading we've done with this one right so i'm gonna be perfectly brutally honest yes please um, i felt like after princes the album just should have probably ended <laughs> because i didn't i didn't uh, halfway halfway to the halfway house I didn't like it too much. Um, yeah, it's just, just I didn't love the energy of it, and like, and then out of body. Also, another like song that like I'll just skip, and <laughs> uh, and yeah, and I feel a lot of these songs from the deluxe ad- edition didn't. They sort of ran away from the theme of the album, right? It's like. It didn't. Some songs did feel political, but um, the robot stuff also was a little bit gone. And I don't know. I just and then take a tape, um, which is a quite a mellow song. Although th- that one was alright. That one was alright. Obviously, I'm quite a fan of Kali Uchi's. I think she did quite a good job on quite a few songs on the album. Um, but yeah, but it still didn't. None of the songs from the deluxe edition uh, gave me that uh, excitement that 
the apprentice game right like the apprentice was like, i was like dang it because i think the apprentice put expectations too high because i'm obviously i'm not a fan of deluxe editions too much unless i'm a big fan of the artist and i like i want to listen to everything they make yeah you know where you know i'm very like subjective with their music um but i feel like yeah i should probably end it <laughs> what do you think of uh what what are your favorites and what do you think of the the, the three so let's speak about the three songs right halfway house out of body and ticker tape the last song we'll talk about it later yeah mm. I'm I, I'm gonna be completely honest and say I I I can listen to Out of Body. Yeah. It's not necessarily my fav my favoriteest song on that album, yeah. but I can listen to it. It's very str- strange, dare I say it? But I really like how for half going to the halfway house. Um, I I did like that and. Like I, I wouldn't skip through the songs, but I would zone out during out of body. That's what would take place. Okay. Which is fair. Stuff like that happens. I wouldn't skip through it though, not because I'm like a gorilla stan or anything, but it's a bearable song. You know, I wouldn't if I were driving, which is not something I do because I don't drive. But I'd have every song up loud max volume and then if it got to out of body and take a tape kind of take it out and then turn it right back up before you know humans closes so why, why would you put the volume down because the way the song sound or yeah i think it would kind of mess with my frequency it, it, mm, to be entirely honest ticker tape and out of body mm-mm. like they're fine they just don't sound like the rest of the album yeah yeah they sort of lost the, the, the thematic sound and edge yeah i felt like uh, mm. sorry no, go ahead no no go go no you go you go. <laughs> so when i listen to albums it's very visual for me and that's why i was okay. able to imagine even without researching what you know the themes were and everything it sounded like space to me. It sounded like the apocalypse um, and everything. But then, you know, getting to these two songs, they don't sound like the rest of the album. And, like, not to take anything away from them. Maybe I'm just being diplomatic. But these two songs didn't have to be on humans. They don't bring down the group average or anything, but they don't bang like that. Take a tape and out of body, right? Yeah. Yeah. And halfway, halfway houses in terms of like the, the message and theme, it's quite good. It's quite good because like, it's about like you know, halfway house is sort of like a almost like a rehab house sort of where prisoners. Yeah, place addicts, of safety. Place of safety. So they almost close to safety. You know, they 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 struggling, but they are almost there. So it can be it can mean symbolically can mean many things right not just like addicts or whatever it's like we're almost there to safety right you're going there yeah to safety to healing to recovery to heal and recover and even the the sort of choir choir aspect of the sound right of like i think i call it choir (laughs) or like soulful sound makes it sound good 
and what i wished the other songs had right like out of body and ticker tape i wish they should have i wish they could have added more of those hip-hop influence sounds right i think that is the gorilla sound that i personally like more that very highly influenced because i think when they influence when they mix like hip-hop with the alternative sounds it makes the music sound very quite quite interesting so so yeah so i think they, they, yeah it's, it sort of dipped a little bit and you was, know what they yeah. didn't do here yeah. that would have been nice maybe for those two songs where those two songs could have actually been something nice so what they did on demon days with don't get lost in heaven and demon days is that it's one song but yeah. it's just like cut into two different songs but the experience of those songs is having them together they could have done that they really, really could have oh. um and with how halfway to the halfway hell sounds and the very last song that we're gonna get to which is the best song um the best song um in my humble opinion yes in my in my unlearned opinion um <laughs> they could have they could have done one of those little songs of theirs that is two songs in one but it's separated you know that that would have been really nice maybe throw in coral thingamajig maybe have one long um musical item you know a solo uh, uh, strings i mean that would possibly be redoing what is on demon days but goddamn it would have worked so well <laughs> and sometimes you must just do what works eh? what works and try to use what worked but change it just a little bit don't have to change it exactly and i know that i was singing about experiment and variety and all of that kind of stuff and how things can change and everything just in case anyone be like oh yeah she said one two three i i acknowledge that i said that and i did mean it but i also mean this it really would have been nice if they they could have done that's that's small little thing because you you did ask me what is a gorilla sound that I, I like? And it's that where mm. it, the songs of the stories as well, not just the theme and not just the individual songs, but the songs together. Okay. Like songs together, how like the songs. Like so the, specifically the, the way don't get lost in heaven and demon days are one song just separated on the track list. Oh, okay, but it feels sort of united in a way. Yes. Okay, okay. No, I think, and I think that's what ties down a sound, right? It makes you like an artist more because it's like it feels everything feels cohesive and like like they thought of it like um, especially like the last album that I reviewed, right? Which was Rosalia's. I don't know if you heard that album before. Oh, Marquerer. Um. That that that's a concept album, right? Where everything is like it's like well, although you don't you you understand Spanish, I forgot. Shit, you actually understand Spanish. <laughs> I had to read the, the freaking lyrics and translate <laughs> to know what you are saying. Were you able to catch on eventually, though? No, I had to read the lyrics. Like I had to go on YouTube oh. and translate them, and like because I because Spanish is very different to Portuguese, so. especially when it's especially Spanish from Spain. 
Spanish from Spain is very, very different. It's very, very different. It's very, yeah, it's very. Because I think it's, that's the proper, proper Spanish, right? <laughs> the Mexican Spanish is a bit. We can do. We can do another another podcast on <laughs> about what is proper word. <laughs> that's another one. I don't think. I don't think the Mexicans are gonna be happy about it. But yeah, I don't think the me is happy about it. So I don't want to go into that. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Okay, let's go to the final track. The final track, the track that you said is your one of, or possibly your favorite track, right? It's my second favorite. Your second favorite. So let, let me let you go first. Why do you think it's your favorite track? So, once the world has burned down and there's rubble and there's ash and there's like a group of 1,000 of us remaining and we obviously have to re-generate like, life. You know, God, God forbid, re, repopulate the earth. Gosh, it's horrific to just think about. Um, <laughs> but like, we're the, we're the surviving people. We all gather, and we don't know what the hell is gonna happen. We don't know if we're gonna get to a point where, in order to survive, we have to eat each other, like literally, how oh, like cannibalism. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but here's the song that unites us and brings us together and reminds us that we are all that we have. We are our circle of friends. I was so comforted listening to the song, and I think, in light of everything that's happening with you know the panini and the COVIDs and everything, we can't be around our people. I know some of us have been breaking rules, but here is a song that reminds you of humanity and, you know, the idealistic utopian, which is not even far-fetched because this is a song about community. Um, and it's a reminder that after very bad things, even through bad things, you know, we have our circle, circle, circle. <laughs> <laughs> I love this song so much. It's so, it's so good. Yeah. So I also really like the, you know, choral aspect, which is very similar to "Don't Get Lost in the Heavens" and "Demon Days." Um, it's also very similar to um, what what you call it, Sunday service. And yeah. I don't want to talk a lot about Kanye West, <laughs> but like, it f- it feels a bit religious, right? Yes. Or like um or, or what is the word? Spiritual, right? Maybe spiritual is spiritual. Mm. Mm. It feels a little you spiritual. Know, it's very uplifting. Mm-hmm. It's very, very uplifting. And I I think it's I think it's a perfect way to close the thing. It's still a very uplifting song as well, which is great. At least they ended the note or ended it on that note. Um I think it's for how it sounds. It 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 doesn't have like a whole bunch of lyrics and verses like one of the other songs do, but it has a beautiful voice. It has a beautiful message, um, and it's a perfect little bow on a building that is shattered, and a group of people who have left Earth because there's nothing. There's nothing left. It's. There's nothing left here, except yeah, yeah. for the people who are on the spaceship, you know. 
and it's weird right it's weird how no that's interesting it's weird how like i didn't pick up the post-apocalyptic edge of it right? it's like something that like it's right there but then some reason i didn't i didn't think of it too much as like a dystopian end of the world type vibe but then now that you're speaking about it i actually see okay now it makes sense especially this song this song feels like you know the end of a movie a sci-fi movie and then the world is blown up and there's only like three four people left and they're like some type of divergent kind of a thing where all of those kids escape the the house whatever yeah yeah. uh, you know the hunger games or whatever the hunger games type of stuff yes yeah and they and then they sort of survived all that and they sort of like their clothes are torn up and <laughs> exactly battered and bruised the horizon lies before them and then the screen yeah. fades to black and the credits roll up and you're like oh my god hope is restored in the universe <laughs> <laughs> yeah no because the music it's quite cinematic if you think about it eh? it's quite like and it's cinematic in a different way in a way where it's like but they do use sort of cinematic sounds right but then i think the the, the singer the, the guy's voice really ties up everything right like the brendan what's his name brendan uh, marco holmes brendan marco holmes. did you know him did you know this guy no i did yeah. not he's relatively unknown though right? he's quite unknown yeah, it's R&B artist. Stunning voice. It sounds like an angel. And then you do research <laughs> on what angels are like. And angels are actually terrifying. You're like, no, he does not sound like an angel. He sounds <laughs> he sounds like love. He sounds like sunshine. Yeah, yeah. You know, he sounds like, yeah, so, yeah. It's per- that's a perfect analogy. He sounds like sunshine. And I think that's what this song gives away, right? It gives you that sunshine in the end of, 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 of that light in the end of the tunnel, right? Even though with all the problems and things happening in the world, you know, there's that light, right? And I think, back again to my criticism. (laughs) My criticism is like, that's the issue. Like, I think he repeats the same message in We Got the Power in this song. It's the exact same thing, right? Like, he, I think he could have ended with either or. I think this one is, I would say this one is slightly better to me it's slightly better yeah slightly but i also like we got the power a lot i think i love that jenny beth's verse and like how she says things that i don't understand (laughs) in french (laughs) it just makes it great but this one this song definitely has more soul has more soul It, it has more feeling and emotion and yeah it's a perfect it's a perfect like album closer and and makes the deluxe version a little bit more worth it makes it i think they they should if they didn't have a deluxe version then this one probably should have been on the should have been the album closer um on the normal album right they could have actually put we got the power in circle of friends and mashed it up and then oh yeah there's in one song right yeah, like Demon Days and Don't Get Lost in the Heavens. I'm, I'm going to sing that to every single person I meet. I'm going to say, have you guys listened to Grimms? Okay. Listen to Don't Get Lost in Heaven and Demon uh, yeah. Days. I can't even remember what song this is. Eh? It's weird. I have, to, I have to check it out. I'm going to try and check it out. I don't know why I, don't know why I feel. I, I think I need to. Because there are those albums that like you need to. 
like you need to age a little bit to like them right i don't know if demon days is that type of album but like they are those albums that you need to age like weirdly enough like i'm getting back i'm starting to like i haven't heard it fully yet but i'm starting to like more uh back to kanye west another guy i keep talking about a lot i'm starting to like dog twisted fantasy more now right and i heard it the first time in 2018 right like two years ago three years ago two years ago three years ago but now i'm starting to like listen to it a little bit differently especially after listening to college dropout i'm like hmm, he was actually onto something here and like it's weird how some some music you know can age well and like you listen to it and like okay so i so i have to because also obviously i was also very young when i heard demon days so i was like i was like I was just looking for feel good. When when is feel good coming, man? <laughs> and yeah, but okay. So now let's get to the we've done. We're gonna get to the overall impressions. Um, um, I think I'm 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 gonna go first, right? I'm gonna go first. I'm gonna say what what I what I felt about the, the album, and I felt it was a really good album. Hey, it was a really good album. I think it could have been better if like if it wasn't a little bit all over the place in terms of sounds and genres for me right it could have been better but like what makes it really good is that like you know it never dips too much right like you never go more than like two songs that like i didn't like like you know it's like uh, uh, but then hey and i think if if I just wished it was more consistent and he could have like tried more like like I said that hip hop sound that I liked a little bit more. And yeah, and I think I think that's my issue with gorillas maybe, right? Maybe I'm not as like like you said, right? Like you knew almost all the artists that are featured in the album and I I only knew like four. <laughs> only knew like four, right? So I'm not that deep into the alternative scene. But then the good thing about this album though is when the songs are good, they are really good. And I think they, they are probably even better than like, I don't know, it's because I've just heard the album. <laughs> but a lot of, I think this album I like more than any other Gorilla album in terms of, in terms of an album, right? And body of work. Because even um, Plastic Beach, which is the, the last one I liked and I heard quite in depth. Um, the songs that I like, but then there's a lot of songs. Like, I liked, I think, the first half of the album. The second half, I don't like so much. But this one is like, there's no half. Say. It's like, even when you get to the to the deluxe edition where I didn't like that much, but like, there's like The Apprentice and then The Circle of Friends that's also like really dope. So it's like, yeah, and I think like they, they they absolutely killed it with the features. The features is probably the best thing about this album. Like he really, I think he really put a lot of effort in in nitpicking, in nitpicking who like even the songs that I didn't like. I still think the features were great, right? Like even out of body, like Zebra Cat's little voice he does, like why did my tonight? Where he's like whispering, <laughs> even that is dope. And like, yeah, and I think, like, I think, and I think, yeah, and I think that's what Gorillaz needs to do more, hey? Like, if, if he, like, I think they haven't been getting the features right, right now in their music. Like, the features have been a little bit off. 
and although Damien is a great artist, also a good artist, but I think he's better as a producer and a conductor, right? He knows how to conduct. And this album he really conducted and great collaborations. I love the political vibe. I love the alternative sound and just a really, really it's a very stunning collaborative effort. Yeah. yeah, it's really and it's it's actually far more collaborative than Demon Days was. And mm. I think that's what makes it exceptional. Because mm. Demon Days was great. It was really, really great, but this you know featuring people who are current you know but also not doing that thing that that gets kind of tacky where you feature a current artist just because Mm. you want to blow up or you want the thing to be known this is no this Mm. is very serious our topics are very serious but let us extract every bit of musicianship from everyone who is featured here yeah you know yeah, everyone gave their best, eh? And they and they were themselves, eh? And they were really, like you said, they were really themselves. Like, you know, like this Bla- Benjamin Clementine guy, you know? You know, featuring someone like that guy. And, like, it's so different to to Gorilla's music, right? But, like, it worked perfectly well for that specific song and what it was about. And, yeah. And like, what, do, what do you think of the album? Although you did say a few things. It's and rating thinking and rating Rating 10 out of 10 Yo. Uh, i'm gonna go 10 out of 10 okay hear me out hear me out okay. hear me out 10 out of 10 but purely based on the fact that i am a sucker for storytelling i'm a sucker for a really great concept i don't like listening to an album that is all over the place um i have loved gorillas since i was a child so there's that little bit of subjectivity there um bias it's bias complete bias i'm owning it i'm saying it with my chest um but it really is making me it's making me honor music and it's making me honor storytelling um i'm a a huge lover of sci-fi as well so for all of the things that i'm interested in music sci-fi you know politics beauty love humanity you know all of these things being brought together sounding like this with as much versatility and diversity in features with so many women on here as well that's a party for me that killed it eh? that's a party so that's (laughs) 10 out of 10 (laughs) wow that's dope that's dope that's dope straight 10 out of 10 yeah i think i would i would okay i'm I'm gonna oppose you a little bit but uh, i think 10 out of 10 I wouldn't give it ten out of ten. No, <laughs> like maybe obviously you you said you are biased because you grew up with them, you love them, and and especially when you love an artist and an artist does like something that's like you know good or at least at the level, yeah, good, yeah, formidable. Then like you like wow, I love this, right? I absolutely love this. I would probably give this. I wanted to give it seven, but I'll give it eight. Weirdly enough, I'll give it eight out of ten, just because when it's good, it's really good, and it's better than I'd say. Like I said, it's my favorite, probably my favorite right now. I don't know if it'll change, but I doubt it will. But like, probably my favorite Gorillaz album, just because 
Yeah, I mean, the collaborations really were the thing. Hey? I think on the other albums, the collaborations didn't always work so well. Hey, like even De- on Plastic Beast, it was like Snoop Dogg on the album, but it's like, <laughs> it's like, why have Snoop Dogg? <laughs> and it's like, and I'll, and that happens a lot with, fe- and it's such a hard thing to do, hey, to have like great features on your album. Because it's that thing that you said, right? It's like sometimes people just choose someone because it's like the, the flavor of the day but then yeah you realize like oh, shit like oh, this guy is actually he d- they didn't put an effort or they didn't allow the artist to be fully themselves or or something like that so yeah and i think with this one it definitely worked and like i would if if i think if the album was sorry just to cut you if if the if the if the, if the album didn't dip for me right didn't have like those dips for me I would easily give it nine. I wouldn't give it ten, <laughs> but I would easily give it nine if it didn't have those dips. If it stayed more consistent, I'd give it nine out of ten. But because of the inconsistency, I'll give it eight. I just want to say also that, given there are those outliers, those songs that just didn't make sense and that dipped or whatever, it's my work. It's what? I was losing your bit. A very stunning body of work excuse me, regardless of the fact that there are those outliers or the songs that dipped and, you know, all of that. Like, for the fact that there still is that uniformity and all of those other things, it's it's really, really great still what they were able to manage. What they were able to do. Able to manage to do. Is that English? No, I don't think so. <laughs> that is English. <laughs> I think you just thought the word structure was a bit... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A bit dodge, but yeah. No, eight out of, eight out of ten is fair. It's fair. Yeah, for me, because I'm obviously not a gorillas fan, like not a huge gorillas fan. But I think this is probably, and I really didn't expect to like this album. I was like, ah, it's gonna suck. <laughs> but like, it exceeded my expectations quite a lot. And just voice. But yeah, um, and then so the last question I want to ask you is like i said in the beginning of the podcast i feel like people have lost like gorillas have lost a little bit of their fan base like i struggle to listen to their new songs like i really i don't think there's been a gorilla song that i've heard since this album that i've been able to listen to um so and and you as well right you haven't been listening to new gorilla songs especially past this album let's look past this album right it's just like after humans um what do you think gorillas should do to regain that fan base that you know the people that fell in love with demon days and, and even this so because there are very many gaps that i have to fill in what i'd like to say is that i think people who may have done what I've done and have held on to for their life, the album of their childhood, the soundtrack of their childhood, should explore the rest of their discography. Um, And I think really appreciate concept art, concept albums. I think it might be easier to enjoy Gorillaz. And I think for them, perhaps what they could do, and maybe I'll be able to, you know, have 
a more informed understanding of what I'm about to say because there are still a lot of gaps that I have to fill in in terms of discography, but really not forcing features because I, I, I cannot fault a single feature on humans. Like I, I cannot, it, it is bewildering how exceptional every single person is. So I, I think that's what they could do. Um, so I'm hoping that when I listen to Song Machine and everything, um, you know, I, I'm able to experience what I've experienced with humans. If not, um, I am still open to understanding what they're doing because, uh, you know, these are my people's, I feel like they raised me. I get you. He's my father. Yeah. <laughs> it's your father. <laughs> this man is so strange. Ah, <laughs> uh, Damien's. Well, I, I hope Damien uh, listens to this. Is like, Damien, you have a daughter in in South Africa. You raised me. Wow, <laughs> I've never heard that. Eh? <laughs> Well, I think women, uh, women have. Say, I think it's a very woman thing to say, right? Where they say an artist, an artist raised them, because <laughs> women are very emotional with music. With, with, with. No, a lot of people actually say that oh, kind people. of thing. Like they grew, grew up on a specific sound, yeah. um, and I, I want to experience the rest of Girlers so that I don't have my essence based on Demon Days, you know. Uh, it must be based on gorillas, yeah, you know, yeah, in its entirety. Because you end up comparing things too much when you like. Exactly. It's like ah, oh, it's different demon days, whatever. So, mm. and I think yeah, but I, I think with me, I think you kn- you hit the nail on the head when you said it's the features, eh? Like don't force features, eh? Don't force them. Let them be organic and really be. And I think a lot of artists are not. But obviously, there's obviously the whole politics and there's a business side where, you know, record labels tell you you need to feature this guy because he's popping and whatever. Um, We even spoke about this issue in another podcast where, you know, um, like Burner Boy in his album, he featured American artists because they were American, but like they didn't add anything to the song. They just featured them because they are well known. And I think, yeah, and I think, you know, Especially when, because Damon's obviously a very good conductor, right? Um, and I think maybe lately he hasn't been. He's been because he obviously he's been re- releasing a lot of music lately. I don't know if you've noticed. It's like with Song Machine, they were releasing almost a song a week. Why I think they released week? something. Didn't they release something? Not last week or two two weeks ago or two months ago. Like very very recent. They're like stuff on their YouTube channel. Yeah, they keep releasing like stuff. There's, there's like a visuals, visual stuff as well. There's stuff up, yeah. Yeah, they they releasing. He's releasing like a lot of music lately. Um, because I think after this album, he's had like probably like three albums, maybe two, three albums. Yeah, yeah, and and yeah, and I think he just he needs to sit down and be honest and like if an artist feature sucks, like tell him it sucks, man. Try better or. <laughs> get someone else or just 
you know like i just be honest man because a lot of people sometimes when you feature them they don't give their best and i think about it is with these people and just how industry stuff goes from what i've seen is that some people really vibe on a personal level and there's this mm. thing of hey let's actually get into studio maybe we can do something and outside of each other they're really, really together <laughs> might not be so maybe sometimes it's like the experience of doing something together mm. and not so much the output or the outcome result of what you put together maybe mm. yeah and maybe for them that also holds sentiment but also maybe they kind of like it and for the rest of us it's garbage <laughs> and it'd be like that yeah yeah it's true no but i think even daniel caesar especially is quite interesting and i think he he only makes features of people who are his friends right people he knows very well cuz i think with him he's very obviously very picky with his art and stuff so he he i think he feels like he has to be completely honest with someone if he's going to make a song with them right and i think with some artists obviously some artists like you know you can't tell a drake you can but like you know obviously it's going to look at you as like you tell you a can, drake i mean like on which level of familiarity do you have yeah to tell a drake like your verse wasn't that good man like he's going to look at you nah man i have i have it like it was garbage i was he'll tell you now nah, i have like 10 billion streams on spotify multi grammy award winning what have you done <laughs> and people their egos can sort of attack so it's a very ego based thing and it's 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 hard it takes time and i think and i think that's that's the thing that's quite obvious with with gorillas right now maybe they're not taking the time with the music because they're releasing so much mm. so i think if they take the time and, and just focus on conducting and the music will definitely that's true yeah but one thing that we must always understand especially ourselves as creators that sometimes creating is the job that has to be done and yeah, yeah. creating might not be the magnum opus or all these projects rather might not be the magnum opus but something will come up that might be you know the fucking holy grail and i'm not to say it yeah, you can say you can say you can say <laughs> <laughs> but other things might not be in we understand it because we we hold things inside and we have these ideas and we have to express them maybe there are other things that also um contribute to him having to release music maybe he signs some stuff and he has to release music regardless you know and some of that might not be the best stuff um so you know that's a consideration really that we can make yeah the business side of, of the fact that we yeah the business side of it also the fact that sometimes as creators cultural workers we just have to do work yeah yeah otherwise we don't pay the bills exactly <laughs> we won't let you create for 5 years or <laughs> yeah yeah no but that's true that's true but it's also burdensome one last thing is that it is burdensome to hold on to so much and to not release it because yeah. some people i mean we think that people who haven't released in a very long time have no music they're doing nothing people are constantly working they're constantly recording yeah they're constantly they have so music you know the rapper russ russ has yeah. thousands of songs mm. fortunately for some people unfortunately for others i don't like his music but <laughs> he has a lot of music 
that he hasn't released. No, he has. Oh. And that's that's one thing that he has said. He has put out so much because sometimes you have these songs, you just have to put them out. Yeah, yeah. And I think now, especially with like artists are getting more freedom, there's more independent artists. And there's, I think back in the day, it was like record labels, like, no, you have to release three singles and an album. You know, you can't just be releasing songs sporadically. And I think now, with, especially with streaming, right? Where like, each song it's a commercial value so you can just release anything you know like back in the day like you couldn't release like a single because you know a song had to be in an album had to be in a package it couldn't be like just one like isolated isolated thing so yeah so things changing are changing quite a lot so just have to look at those landscapes and but yeah but we're hoping that you know the music doesn't he they can come back hopefully they can come back hopefully hopefully but yeah but thank you mon mondeski for joining me on my final podcast <laughs> of reviewing gorillas i think we ended it on a quite a dope note this album was great the review this album was great the review was great and yeah and then hopefully there'll be a season two and then yeah i think that's a great song to end the, 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 the that's the actually i'm gonna listen to that i'm gonna listen to yeah. humans from circle of friends going all the way up ready for my journey to space to space yeah but it's quite it's so visual i love that about it it's quite a visual but thank you Ned. thank you for joining me and Thank you. I really appreciate you being here. Always. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Peace. So I hope everyone enjoyed the podcast and enjoyed the final review of the show. Um, we tried made it, making it short, but it was very hard <laughs> to make it short. But um, I hope it was fun. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Won't be a next week. It's the final podcast. And um, thank you so much. And we ended off with uh, Rosalia and now this uh, Humans Gorillas album. And yeah, we'll hopefully we'll see if it will be a season two if they won't. But um, for now, there isn't. But uh, meanwhile, I'd just like to thank everyone, absolutely everyone who has tuned in for the podcast and uh, yeah, and got to listen to our show. And I hope you guys kept enjoying and stay awesome, stay fresh, and I will see you guys. Thank you. Peace. <laughs>